Hello, everybody, and welcome to a Tuesday morning edition of the PHLY Eagles podcast. Bo Wolf sitting next to Zach Bourbon, who has made it back from Tampa. Zach, how are you? Doing great. Excited for the show. We spoke uh, via Zoom or whatever it was about uh, 12 hours ago. You were in the press box. Take us through the, the life of a Zach Berman over the, the uh, you know, interim time since. So then I, I wrote a story, which, which you can read now on allphly.com. Um, I finished that story at about 1 a.m. Okay. Uh, packed up, drove back to the hotel. Got to the hotel, uh, slept for about two hours, woke up at four, uh, left for the airport at 4.45. Okay. Uh, got to the airport, returned the rental car, went to... Ooh, uh, my rental car. That's an extra, that's an extra time commitment Yeah, Tampa's there. airport, though, is more conducive. You don't have okay. to get onto a shuttle, right? Um, got to the gate with time to spare. Uh, was able to tweet out the snap the the uh, snap counts right. The oh yes, uh, the, a, a beat writer, uh, you know, way of life. Like yeah. you must do that on a, on a de- morning after, the, the, after game the game. Day. Exactly. Uh, I actually might have been the first one to get those. Are up. you even covering the team if you're not tweeting out the <laughs> so snap counts the next the morning? The playing time. The playing time was up. Uh, got on the plane. Uh, it was a plane that was not equipped with Wi-Fi, so ah. so typically, you know, me. Was like, this like a Wright Brothers plane? <laughs> it was. It was. Um, I mean, I don't want to give a free plug, but it was a, it was a flight that they, it was a, it was an airplane company that does not have okay. Wi-Fi on on their plane, or at least would would charge you like eighty dollars for Wi-Fi, something like yeah, that. Yeah. Now, now, typically, I'm on a flight that has that has Wi-Fi, mm, so um, you're a man of status on certain <laughs> airlines. No, it's it's nothing to do with status. It's just they offer Wi-Fi, but and you so you do I'm, have status, and so I am I'm I'm doing work on on the plane mm. the morning after the game this i i had no option i couldn't watch the game mm. uh i couldn't tweet out quotes from the game right so i had no choice but to close my eyes i closed my eyes for an hour and a half okay so you got about three and a half in total yeah came over he i i, I stopped at wawa uh had a quick bite changed my clothes in the wawa parking lot and really uh, yeah i mean in the car right um and full Outfit change? <laughs> um, well, uh, Undergarments I, as well in the, in the oh, Wawa no, parking no, lot? No, 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 just to be more presentable for for the show, right? Like, I had a different shirt. Okay. And, yeah, I, I got out of sweatpants, and, yeah, I was trying to be more presentable for the show. And you thought that the car would make more sense than just, like, the bathroom here in the office or something like that? Uh yeah, I, I didn't put that much thought into it, but yes, I, I, I did. I wanted to walk in presentable. Okay. Right? So, and then, <laughs> sorry. And then, no, uh, was it just the top? <laughs> if somebody had been walking by your car in the Wawa parking lot, how alarmed would they have been? I was in the back seat. I was in the back. You seat. were in the back seat. You went in the back seat. <laughs> okay. Let's <laughs> can we talk football here? Not now. <laughs> Uh, Not that I know that you're standing up on the back seat, <laughs> ripping your clothes okay. off on three and a half hours of sleep. <laughs> okay. People are calling the police. No one's. Uh, no, no one's calling. It wasn't. It wasn't like that. Okay. Uh, and then. <laughs> and then I came here and doing the show and was excited it's to okay, talk. It's okay. It's okay. It's for work. It's okay. <laughs> Was excited to talk about the game tonight, or right. from last night. Uh, but real quick, I, I do want to say, you know, I'm in I'm in line at the airport and you know, to board the flight, and someone says to me like, like, man, what's going on with the offense? And I'm thinking, did they not just have 472 yards, right? Like, you know, I understand that they yeah. were one of five in the red zone. I understand that you know Jalen threw two interceptions. But man, they had 472 yards of offense. Yeah, I, I think the co- the tenor of this conversation. I know you're trying to move on because the <laughs> chat is still very much hung up on the back seat. Because I, I do think that that is something that's going to have to be unpacked over a longer uh, timeline here. It really does not. Okay. The back seat, I think, is very funny <laughs> that you <laughs> made a separate trip to the back seat. <laughs> 
Paul. It's perfect. It's so funny. Oh, get a grip. Okay. We're doing a show here. Anyway, I think if you would like to move on, I think we'll revisit this. Um, Please no. The tenor of that conversation, and I, and I touched on this a little bit with, with Jamie in the postgame pod, is that the stakes and uh, the standard for this team are higher, right? Um, and I think that if we had looked at this like, um, let's say that, that what we've seen this season is what came after 2021, and then it went from here to, to last year's team, it would make more sense, right? It was like more of an incremental step of what you expected the offense to look like. You didn't expect Jalen Hurts to take this huge leap for them to be. What are you smiling at? Are you smiling at the back seat? <laughs> no, you literally have a tear coming out of your eye. Oh, yeah, you're I'm la- crying. You're I mean, laughing I, that hard. Yeah, okay. I am absolutely I, crying. I, you see, this is kind of like a, a late night pod for me. Like, I'm. Um, <laughs> yeah, me too. Sleep. Okay, let's um, do So. Like the fact that this is this team is rightfully a Super Bowl contender, you know that when it when it comes time to to beat the best teams in the league, you're going to have to throw the ball. I think those are the reasons that you know it's it's fair to be a little bit concerned about the passing offense right now. But I do feel a little bit more um, positive about this than I did a week ago, because as much as I thought that Jalen Hurts did struggle at times yesterday. Uh, I see you smiling, and, and I know that there's something that's making you laugh. But um, I think that as much as he struggled yesterday, I think the Eagles as a team are very well equipped to deal with this because um, if teams, if opposing defenses are going to focus their attention on stopping the Eagles' explosiveness in the passing game, the Eagles have proven that they are willing to just run the ball down their throats. And that is a weapon yeah. that they have that other elite quarterbacks in the league may not have. And so you are betting on opposing defensive coordinators. Do they want to sit there and just sort of be embarrassed and lose the line of scrimmage, t- like down in, down out? I think over the course of the season, you're, you're probably going to see some, some teams decide not to do that and dare Jalen Hurts. And that's going to be the whole gambit of the season. That's going to be the, like all that matters this season is, is when opposing defenses – put the ball in Jalen Hurts' hands again and, and say, you know, can you beat us with six guys in coverage? Can your guys win then? Well, let's see what Jalen Hurts does then. It's a good point. And last night, Tampa Bay, they, they, they enter the game undermanned, right? They don't have Carlton Davis. Then, uh, then Jamel Dean goes out early. And so they're, they're really undermanned in the secondary, and, and they respond by making sure they have help back there so A.J. doesn't beat them deep or Devontae doesn't beat them deep. Uh, and it's, it becomes a numbers game, and credit to Brian Johnson for recognizing that and, and adjusting and running to it. I, I, I look at it, though. They had seven plays of 20-plus yards. We talk about the explosive play battle, and that's not the way they, you know, you know they have their own formula, 12-plus yard rushing, 18-plus yard, or I'm sorry, it's 10-plus yard rushing for them, 18-plus yard passing. But 20-plus yard plays, when you get yards in chunks, that changes things. They had seven of those plays last night. They did that four times last season, and not until, no, uh, not until November, I believe. Um, so the fact that they were getting yards in chunks was really promising last night. And How many of those were swift? Oh, I, I need to go through and break that down. Okay. Uh, and... I, I think the big issue last night, there were, it, from the offense's perspective, if, if you want to find the issue, it's, it's the red zone. They were one of five. We talked about that on the show. Uh, you need to score touchdowns and not get field goals in the red zone. And that has a material effect on points. And then also the, 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 two, tur- the two turnovers. You don't want to do that. Otherwise, though, like... We can get so caught up in, in the passing game. They had 472 yards. Um, when you're sure. moving the ball as effectively as they were, when you're converting on third downs, when they have a nine-minute drive to end the game, like, I, I don't know. I, when I was yeah, going but if you think this team is one of the best teams in the league, then it's, sure. worth, it's worth harping on what is the most important part of football in today's NFL is the passing game, right? Do we disagree about that? We don't disagree about that, no. Okay, so, and I think it goes beyond the red zone and the turnovers. I think there were times when Jalen Hurts wasn't willing to to sit in the pocket when he bailed a little bit early. I think there are times when he was inaccurate or didn't see things. I'm looking forward to watching the All-22. You know, Brian Baldinger had had a couple clips on his Twitter feed this morning. Um, I don't think that Jalen Hurts looks as good as he did last season. That's not to say that he can't get it back. 
uh, just on EPA per dropback. This was another game in which he was, you know, negative EPA per dropback. He was two-thirds of the time last year positive. This year he's been negative all three times, right? Um, some of those were interceptions, and there was always going to be some interception regression coming this season, we expected. You know, that play by D. Delaney, I think that's a fine throw for Jalen Hurts to make, and it was an unbelievable play by the guy. you got to tip your cap sometimes, but I think it's also – I don't think that it's um, – well, all of a sudden, I thought that wins were all that mattered and we ran the ball well. Why? How could we possibly complain about Jalen Hurts? I'm sorry. If the standard is the standard and you think that you are one of the best teams in the NFL and every day you're waking up and looking at your phone saying, let me get back to the Super Bowl and, and win the actual thing this time, then, yeah, I think you're allowed to be critical of an underwhelming performance from him. I think that's fine. Okay. You no, know, I, I, am, I am with you there. They, they, the passing game needs to be more efficient. I am with you there. Where and I do agree passing is more important than running. Uh what I am saying is, is that when you're getting 472 yards, when sure. you're converting 10 of 6 on third downs, uh I think you well, can well, feel good yeah. about the the team. Yeah, I mean that the, the they're that's you know, they've they time of possession 38 minutes or or 39 minutes basically. I think that that uh, the perception of the offense, like if – here, here let, here, let me put it this way. If they had uh, 380 yards passing but 80 yards rushing last night, would you come away being like, uh, um, you know, I'm a little concerned about this, this running game because you need to be able to run it when you want to run it? No. No, but, so that's what I'm saying. So, but I've already seen them run the ball effectively okay. this season. Yeah, you want to see them pass the ball more effectively this season. I, I get that. I see that. Uh, a little bit of a, of a behind-the-numbers thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's the, the metrics that, that um, measure how quickly he gets rid of the ball. In terms of the percentage of his throws in which it took him at least three seconds to get rid of the ball, that's like the, the high end. It's usually quicker than two and a half seconds, two and a half to three seconds, and then over three seconds. That was the highest percentage of any game he's had since the start of last season. So there, you know, there were times when he's scrambling around and, and you know, he could step up and throw it or um, he's not getting rid of the ball. But I, I just, it's part of the picture and I think you can feel great. Uh, I'm like, I, I don't want to start this on a negative note because I think there are things to be really, really excited about. Like the defense looks awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, the running game is awesome. But I think the most important thing is Jalen Hurts, and I think it's fair to say that he has not looked great so far. Well, so, again, there's, there's nuance involved here, or nuance required here. Uh, you talk about him holding on to the ball too long. Like, for instance, the, the touchdown pass to, to Alameda Zacchaeus, uh, that's one where he's holding on to the ball, right? His internal clock's probably thinking, like, sure. you got to get rid of this. Sure. You you see, you know, the, you see the defender coming in on you. You see OZ. Uh, it was an interesting there. disparity, actually, because uh, it was also his highest percentage this season of getting rid of the ball quickly. So mm -hmm. it was like he was he was either getting to the top of his drop one read and getting rid of the ball and things looked smooth, or it was like hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There, it didn't seem like there was a lot of like second or third read getting rid of the ball or getting rid of the ball. In the middle, I just zone. I I point out that that touchdown pass to Alameda because, and I don't know this, and Jalen would never tell me this, but two years ago, give yourself some credit. Uh, two years ago, he might tuck that away, and he might escape the pocket, right? Well, uh, I think or, earlier in or, this game he did that. Or, I, I, yeah, but yeah. like that play there, that's a like that's an MVP play right there, and when when you do that. Now you're shaking your head. You disagree. I mean, an MVP play. An MVP is doing that more than having one play like that the whole game. Okay. Well, I'm I'm, I'm saying that when you see that. Okay. When you see that, it 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 shows you that all right, this is like like this is going to come together. I I I you know AJ Brown has nine catches. He they now I understand they had Zion McCollum on him right, and that, I mean no disrespect to to Big Z there. Uh, but AJ looked like AJ again. And I, I just think that I didn't come away from that game thinking, oh, man, like this, this offense is in trouble. I, no, I, neither do I. I came away thinking like they, they dominated 
a team that like they ran the ball on a team that that doesn't give up rushing yards. Number one, okay, they were able to move the ball effectively. There now, I I wasn't impressed with that Tampa Bay offense going into the game, but they they hold Mike Evans to you know a below standard game. I, I I would say they hold Godwin to a below standard game. Tampa Bay can't run the, the Tampa Bay has no running game whatsoever. Like that. That score could have been – now, the score is what it was, but the Eagles could have won that by, like, 30 points. They, well, they sure, but that the reason better. that they didn't is because of the passing game. In the red zone. And not I mean, they just had five the red, red zone. zone trips. They scored one touchdown. Sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But of I, the four phases of the ball, run defense, you know, uh, run offense, pass offense, pass defense, the okay. only one of the four that wasn't – good or great last night yeah. was the passing offense. That's sure. fine to say. It is fine to say. I just think it's simplistic to make it seem like that's the only thing that, that's, that's relevant. Who's make, saying it the only thing that's relevant? Nobody's saying that. <laughs> uh, the, it, it, Don't call me simple, Mr. Backseat Change Man. <laughs> I like the idea of uh, somebody, some, some like uh, onlooker having seen you go into the backseat in one outfit and come out in a different outfit as if you're like the world's worst superhero. <laughs> I think you're, you're giving too much credit to people who are watching someone. In, how many times are, are you sitting there watching someone in a car? If that would I be was, weird. If I, would was, be weird. if I was somewhere and I saw someone get out of the front seat and then go back into their car and go in the back seat, my curiosity would be piqued. I would be thinking, okay. what is going on here? And then if I saw them come out in a different outfit, I'd think, okay, I, I guess I know what happened there. Okay. But I'm still curious about the mechanics of it all. <laughs> all right. I'll let your curiosity uh, flow or peak or whatever the, the correct vibe word there would be because I, I want to talk football here. Okay. Um, and that being, yeah, no, I... So in I, your mind, the Eagles won the game. We should sit here for an hour and just say, you know, good job by the Eagles. They won the game. Let's move on. We'll talk to you tomorrow. That is not at all what I am <laughs> suggesting. Okay. What I am, I am simply pushing back on this notion that they didn't play well. No one's saying they didn't play well. Or, or that like, that, that the, that the, uh, the big takeaway in the line at the airport is like, man, what's you know what's wrong with the passing game? Like, okay, they they put they up four people have high yards. standards. They do, they do. I mean, the the standard is the standard. This is the whole thing that he preaches about yes, all the time. Exactly. Yeah, I, I yeah, I am not I, I'm I'm not letting them off the hook there. I'm just saying it's it's not as bad. It's it's not that bad. They're three and zero. They had four hundred seventy two yards passing. No well, one's I'm saying sorry, it's that bad. Four hundred seventy two yards of offense. Um, this is a, they, they need to get better, but this is a, they're in a good spot right now. Well, I agree with that. Okay, that's fine. We've, a lot of team bows here. Yeah, a lot of people, you know. It, it doesn't uh, surprise, uh, uh, so that, yeah. Are using their brains, you know. <laughs> what do you want to say? All right, Zach. Well, we are back with another week of football, and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football is more fun when you are in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code PHLY. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code PHLY. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles in Louisiana, 21 and older, age varies by jurisdiction, void in ONT, see sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms and responsible gaming resources, bonus bets expire seven days after issuance, eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. All right, let's move on to other uh, things that we can be happy about here, Zach. Uh, what? Yeah, okay. I thought that's what you wanted to do. <laughs> How good is Jalen Carter? 
Jalen Carter's a really good player. I mean, Jalen Carter is uh, like... Tell me, would you object to this? Because this is a discussion that Jamie and I had on the postgame show. Do you think there's a case to be made that through the first three games of the season, Jalen Carter is the best player on the team? The best player on the team? Yes. No, but certainly top top eight, top five. Top, top eight? eight? Top five, top eight, yeah. Who do you think has been the best player on the team through the first three weeks? Uh... I mean, I think the offensive line's been really good. As okay, a well, unit. there are five of them. Okay. Uh, I think... Uh, well, See, actually, Lane has not been yeah, quite well, Lane. I, I thought last night Lane was good. Week, week, week one, right. I, I didn't think Lane was, was quite like I Lane. think you could make a case um, that Jalen Carter has been the best player on the team. Over three games? The first three weeks. Uh, over, a team over that three was games, in the Super Bowl last year. Probably Josh Sweat. Um, but uh, that's, a good, Car- that's a good joke. That's <laughs> Josh Sweat's been awesome. You think Josh Sweat has been the best player on the team the first three weeks? I mean, John Carter's been up there. Uh, I mean, top John- eight. <laughs> top yeah. I mean, he's in the top fifty-three. DeAndre Swift has been really good. Okay, two out of three. Okay, um, he's a running back too. Yeah, it's a little bit easier. <laughs> I think it's. I think you can make agree with No, I just I think he can make a good case for Jalen Carter. Yeah, yeah. Jalen Carter's been outstanding. Uh, he's been. I don't think it's he's, wild. He's playing enough to it, like he should be playing more. Frankly, now he's been awfully productive in how he's playing here. Yeah, I, have I, think, the, I don't think he needs to play more. I yeah. have the snap counts in front of me here. Uh, Jalen Carter. Played, I saw those on your Twitter feed earlier this morning. Yeah, it, it, it was at like uh, five a.m. or so. <laughs> Played uh, 21 snaps, 45. I feel like we should do. We should keep track. We should do a weekly tally to see which beat writer gets it up first the morning after. Well, now if you make it a competition, it's going to be me. (laughs) Because I don't know. I feel like I feel like this is a good Zangaro beat where where he's got a good shot to get to get some wins here. All right, now you're you're. I think we should make this an official competition. You're, you're turning, you know, when you make anything. Now like the deal. A, well, a, the other the, the flip side here is there are other websites where you can find out the snap counts after the game, and nobody tweets those out. You just it's got to be from the official game book. It's like yes. who is refreshing the game book on time. Yeah, well, it's it's basically who's up earliest, and uh, I'm, well, I'm confident. in that competition. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm confident I will yeah. win that one. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter played, played 21 snaps, 45% last night. Fletcher Cox, 32 snaps, 68%. Uh, I think Jalen Carter can start pushing Fletcher Cox's playing time. That's not taking anything away from Fletcher Cox, who I actually think is up there with, in, in terms of guys who have played really well um, this season. But y- you're going to want to preserve Fletcher Cox. I think you're going to want to preserve Jalen Carter, too. Okay. Uh, I, I don't need to see too much more of Jalen Carter. Uh, I, I mean, you know, save it yeah. for the high leverage moments, just like what he did in that in that game where the you know, when the game was in the balance, it's 10 to three. Jalen Hurts turns the ball over and the two plays immediately mm-hmm. after Jalen Carter beats a double team and, you know, shares the sack with Fletcher Cox. And then the next play looks into the stands, sees his family mm-hmm. and then punches the ball out. Yes, and you can read all about that on PHLY. All PHLY. um, Yeah, on PHLY, the website, allphly.com. And and to that point there, also, Warren Sapp, who's from his his hometown, was at the game yesterday because Rondé Barber was being honored. Mm. So they had a lot of Rondé Barber's teammates back. And uh, Jalen Carter saw Warren Sapp on the screen. He says that's that's his guy. And the Eagles sideline was under the Ring of Honor. In mm. the middle of the Ring of Honor is 99, Warren Sapp. Uh, so right underneath there was, was Jalen Carter. So playing in the shadow of number 99. The literal shadow. And, yeah, number 98 looked mm. really good. Uh, so I, I have – look, Jalen Carter's been terrific. And it makes, it makes you think, like, he's just scratching the surface. The – it's this wild. is one of those things that, but it's it's not so wild in that when when the draft process started last year, right? Like before, obviously before the you know before the charges and before the off the field component came into it, and and, and that's very real. I'm not taking that away. Like there's real reasons why he dropped there, right. but when, from a pure football perspective. When a defensive tackle is considered the top player in the draft, um, that shows you the type of talent that he is. And but it is still wild because of the history of rookie defensive tackles. I mean, even the best of the best, 
I've used the, the Quinn and Williams comparison before. A guy who was yep. described sure. in the exact same way. The best non-quarterback in the draft. Pro-ready. Came from the championship-winning defense, right? Sure. Even it took him a couple right. years to be as dominant as he has become. And so for, for Jalen Carter to be this good, arguably the best player on a team coming off a Super Bowl, uh, three games into the season is, is wild. And... Uh, you know, all of those off-field issues and uh, character concerns, as you said, they, they don't necessarily go away. We'll see how those things play out over the course of his rookie contract and then his career. But right now, like, he looks like, uh, like a Hall of Fame caliber player because the comparisons over the past 10 years of, of guys doing what he's done at that position are basically him and Aaron Donald. Hmm. Well, well, let's dig into this for a second because you're there throughout training camp, uh, and I, I don't want to put words in, in, in your mouth, but you were a bit underwhelmed early in camp, and then it kind of turned yeah. like the third week, and you do a story every summer that I look forward to where, where you talk to players about who's going to have a big year, and the veterans on the team who said Jalen Carter really jumped out to you. How did you see kind of that trajectory during camp? We talk about it all the time, right? Like, the guys know. Mm -hmm. um, and I do not ever remember a sort of, like, coalescing of the entire locker room being behind somebody like this, where usually when you do, the, do that survey, it's like whoever gets the most votes is somebody with, like, five votes or something like that. Like, it was an overwhelming majority for Jalen Carter. And like guys talking about him and it's they don't usually pick rookies because they don't either want to put that on them or they know that it takes time in the NFL and for those guys to be as impressed with what they saw from Jalen Carter as they have been and just like guys just sort of like laughing to themselves like I remember yeah. Rashad Penny he's just like just laughing he's like he, he's trying to think of like usually it's like oh what, what are my teammates like in my in my position room I could pick or like a guy I go up against every day and Rashad Penny's like oh the running backs and then he just starts laughing it's like I mean Jalen Carter yeah. that guy's unbelievable um and I think, uh, you know, I think I will never forget just how much it felt like that was the story of the summer in the locker room was like, oh, my God, this guy is this guy is unreal. And I uh, look, I, I, I know this isn't a Bears podcast. You can check out CHGO. They got for a that. lot of other stuff going on. Yeah. yeah. But if you're like Ryan Poles and Ian Cunningham right yeah. now. And all right, you trade down from from the number one pick. You're there at number nine. This this guy's been gifted to you. Yeah. And and you turn it down for a future fourth, so you can take Darnell Wright. <laughs> it's <laughs> I mean, really tough. Like man, you know, to have I, the number one pick and come out of it with Darnell Wright. And but, you could have gotten the guy who was maybe the best. You could have had the draft. all those draft assets, yeah. DJ Moore, and still had the, because of yeah. like this 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 culture thing. If it doesn't work, all right, that you you got all that other stuff with it, right? Yeah, it's, exactly. It it it, it, right, it mitigates the risk, right? Exactly. Because you got all that, yeah, exactly. You, yeah. So, all right, you got this guy who, who's a difference maker, and with that risk, you you still get those future those future picks and DJ Moore. Uh, it bewilders me, and there's other teams right now who are probably thinking the same thing, like like Seattle. Uh, now I, I don't know how I don't know how Devin how Devin Witherspoon is is doing, but like you're a team that's kind of built around um, these these great you know this great defense and these great pass rushers, and uh, you could have had you were gifted into the Broncos giving you the fifth pick there. You could have had Jalen Carter. Like it it bewilders me that he was there at nine. I understand there was legitimate reasons, but at some point, the upside is worth the risk, and the Eagles were the beneficiaries of it. And I understand what they're saying about, like, the culture in place. I don't think this is about the culture in place. Like, I think even if the culture wasn't in place, yeah. the, the upside is worth the risk at that point. I think what is maybe a little bit more at play, and this is total pseudoscience, is less about, like, the... Uh, the padding on the back for the infrastructure, and we've yeah. got the Georgia guys, and you know he's happy to play against these guys. I think what's maybe a little bit more real is like the chip on his shoulder from falling mm -hmm. to nine. Whereas like if it just went as expected and he went first or second overall, then maybe some of the tendencies that were talked about him as a as a practice player at Georgia, where he wasn't yeah. always trying to get the most out of himself, those things could be perpetuated a little bit. Where it's like he didn't 
he didn't go 100% every practice and he still got to be the one or two pick. I feel like getting it, you know, it's, it's not totally dissimilar from like Aaron Rodgers falling sure. to, you know, you know, the twenties or whatever. Or Jalen Hurts being benched or, you know, the right. Exactly. Like the, 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 this accumulation of like, okay, they don't believe that I, that they can be, that I can be as good as I know I can. Maybe it, maybe that turns up the, like the want to a little bit. I don't know. Two things about the infrastructure. The Jordan Davis thing is very real, like him and Jordan Davis. And uh, I mentioned on the show last night how Jordan Davis said to him at, at one point, I, I love you, man. Like, that's exactly what he said is, I love you, man. And Jordan Davis was – Jordan Davis – Who said gave, it to who? Jordan said it to, to – um, Jalen Carter? To, to Jalen. Okay. And his, his point was, like, how lucky are they to be playing with each other? Mm. And Jordan said his rise this year, his development – is in large part because he's playing with his guys and how comfortable he, he feels there. Did Jalen say it back? You know, I spoke to Jordan Davis after Jordan Carter. Mm. Um, I will find out. Maybe, okay. maybe Jalen. I don't know how, how similar their dynamic yeah. is to ours. Yeah, maybe so. I'll check. Um, and then the second thing is the Fletcher Cox thing is, is real as well. Like Fletcher, Fletcher is checking in on this guy every single day. Um, Fletcher's doing a lot of the, you know, I, I, haven't written this yet, but I, I've sp- I spoke to Fletcher for a bit about this uh, two weeks ago, just about some of these things he's doing behind the scenes. Uh, and, the, and the point being, Fletcher's not typically viewed like in, in the Brandon Graham, Jason Kelsey way of, of leadership sometimes, but he, he, he really has respect behind the scenes. And he's doing, he did a lot with Jalen Carter um, to check in on him to make like every day this offseason to make sure Jalen uh, was following the plan and Fletcher Fletcher kind of jokes like he a, has a kid and like Jalen mm, Carter's his kid. I like uh, Fletcher is um I think of him as a leader in the in a different sense than uh, like Kelsey and Graham where those guys are like if you were like um, creating a leader from scratch as the organization these are the guys that you would want whereas Fletcher is much more of like. Like, I don't care about the coaches. Like, I care about the guys in this yes. locker room and getting you guys as good as you can be yeah. and paid as much as you can get paid. Like, he's much more of a, of a player's guy. Well said. I think that's an astute observation. Yeah. Uh, all right. Make sure that you are liking and subscribing and all that good stuff on the YouTube feed as I prepare to tell you about game time. Because buying tickets to your favorite event should not be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Lots of good stuff here. Flash deals and last-minute tickets. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. You get the images of the seat views, the lowest price guarantee, the event cancellation protection, the job loss protection, all that good stuff. Game, plan, game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. That's more of a Zach thing. If you're more of a live life by the seat of your pants, Bo Wolf kind of guy, let's, let's talk a little bit of game time. Although, you know what? You get, you get the Zach here, too, because Zach's always a fan of a deal. Yes. And a, a game time is going to get you that deal. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem with code PHLY for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Quick uh, anecdote there. I, I took my son to a college football game this weekend, ah. and uh, I bought tickets. Um, like months in advance mm. for this. And I checked the game time app uh, right before. Uh, and if I had just... Really? If I had just followed our game time ad mm. and done that, could save the you few You bought dollars. the tickets before you became uh, a PHLY guy. So you didn't yes. know, you, you weren't as aware of the game time. Now that you know... Now that I know, exactly. Uh, I, I, I would have bought it on game time. How did the game go? It was a good game. It was, it was rainy. Uh, but it was it was it was fun. It was my, it was the first time I've gone to another perk of game time. You know, you can you can wait and see what the weather's going to be True. like. True, but it was the first time I I've gone to a game with my son, a, a, a football game, uh, and it, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. We we had a great experience walking through. We went to the Villanova game, the Villanova Rhode Island game. Uh, walked through the campus and 
was was pointing different things out to him. They're in terms gonna sit in union. In terms of, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. There. This is Daddy's favorite place. <laughs> um, we, uh, yeah, I was, I was pointing things out on the field. He was asking about uh, different positions, different okay. players. So it was fun. It was it was a good. It Sounds was a good lovely. Day. Yeah. I uh, I took uh, Casey to uh, the Wild Kratz show on Saturday. Great time. The Wild Kratz. Wild Kratz. What's Wild Kratz? Wild Kratz is a PBS show, a big okay. uh, animals, like all about different kinds of fun animals. They're creature powers. It's the uh, Martin and Chris Kratt, they're the guys. Okay. You ever heard of this? Oh, it was great. It was great to I mean, It's Casey's favorite thing. It was, it was awesome. very fun to be in a place where like everybody felt the same way. I was like, these are the two biggest stars in the world. So I did Wild Cats, you did Wild Kratz. There you I go. Like that. Nice. Also did the aquarium yesterday. Hmm. I got a little bit of a beef with the aquarium. What's your beef with the aquarium? The, it is impossible. Like their software for reservations and uh, like uh, you, you got to have like the, the, the zip, the, the barcode for all of your membership passes. And it's like a different website. It's a different portal. It's impossible. It's ridiculous. Okay. And then you get there. And it's like, well, do you have all your passes on you? No, I don't have all my passes on me. Like, I mean, come on. Compare bro. that to the zoo, yeah. whereas the zoo is like, it's a dream. Oh, my God. It's, it's like uh, you get, you get yeah. the free parking. It's all you need is the thing on your phone just to scan. Yeah, free parking at the zoo? So, as a member, yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh okay, as a member. Okay, yes. Yeah, oh, my. That's, I mean, the, the, the entire zoo experience far superior. Now, I do enjoy the aquarium. I like I, Once we get there... But that specific aquarium, we got a lot to do on the the ease front for the families. That's what was all. your favorite, or or your son's favorite fish or mammal that you saw? Uh, last time we went, we got a big kick out of the balloon fish. Very funny okay. looking uh, creature that uh, balloons up and has these spikes on its body, and then when it balloons up, the spikes come out. This time we had a lot of fun with there's a there's a turtle with a really long neck. Hmm. I forget what it's called, but we called it the giraffe turtle. That's a, that's okay. a fun one. Hippos are always nice. My son does a, he does a good jellyfish dance. Uh, uh, and, and did he do it there? He did. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah good time. All right, Zach, uh, speaking of games, uh, it's time to circle back on Goose Wisely. Uh, okay. You did, a good, you did a good job on Goose Wisely. Let's run these down. Um, DeAndre Swift has 100 or more yards from scrimmage. You got that. Good job by you. You made me on that one take. Rashad White has at least four yards per carry. Never had a chance. Never mm. stood a chance. Then uh, I chose A.J. Brown has at least 100 yards receiving over Mike Evans has at least 100 yards receiving. A win for me. We're uh, at 1-1. You took Josh Job plays the third most cornerback snaps on the Eagles. You hit that. You gave me Marlon Tuipolotu plays at least 10 defensive snaps. And you know that he would have if only the Bucks had had the ball a little bit more. He only played eight snaps. He had a sack. He had a sack. Yes. He looked good. I feel, like, I feel like in spirit I should have got this one. But He's keeping pace with his brother, Tuli, who had set sacks in back-to-back weeks. That's right. Big week for the Tuipolotu family. There you go. Uh, you used your golden goose. Uh, on the Eagles pass for under 200 yards. You did not hit that, and I had the Eagles pass for over 300 yards. Uh, I guess I used my golden goose on that. Yes. That was mine. Yeah, I, I did. Um, I used mine on that. didn't happen. They were close. You took Jack Stoll and Alamane Zacchaeus. Both have at least one catch. A big hit for you. I had Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, and Dallas Goddard all either score or top 100 yards receiving. So you're up 3-1. to one. I took Kenny Gainwell, plays more offensive snaps than DeAndre Swift, leaving you with DeAndre Swift has at least 17 carries. He had 16 carries, mm. so neither of us hit there, although Gainwell was kind of close. You used your golden goose on Vita Vea, and Jordan Davis finished the game with the same number of sacks. You did hit that, so that's a two-pointer. Five goose, f- five eggs for you. I had, uh, this is a non-offensive, there was a non-offensive touchdown scored in the game, didn't happen. I had Hassan Reddick gets at least a half a sack. You had the Eagles have no sacks as a team. You win. Goose Wisely were tied one to one through two weeks. So we're just doing it by the week is is a point. You don't get the total points from your week. We're we not could, accumulating eggs here. We could here. debate about that. Okay. Uh, no, I, we could do I, accumulating I, I eggs. Defer. I feel like that would that would incentivize the person who is in the lead to be proposing less likely things. Fair enough. Okay, so let's do week by week. Week by week. Yes. Okay, one one. And then the other thing to circle back on is. But uh, let's 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 also keep track of point different of egg differential here. Okay. Uh, just 
I think just that's, so we can. Yeah, that's fine. So we can see. Uh, so you know, you scraped by five to one, a, a pretty good win. Not as dominant as what turned out to be uh, just a molly whopping on the line of scrimmage by Bull Wolf's team in the draft <laughs> against your team in the draft. Well, I think we do subjective. have those rosters here. Okay. I, I, you know, you could say it's subjective, but seeing the way that that game played out, I feel like it is impossible to argue that the dominant offensive line of the Eagles' offensive line against uh, the underwhelming Bucks front, and then having Vita Vea and Jalen Carter and Fletcher Cox going up against the very same Bucks offensive line that could not do anything, I think you look at that and you say, it's, it's a blowout. Well, I have Jalen Hurts and DeAndre Swift and A.J. Brown and Mike Evans. Yeah, Jalen Hurts, who uh, threw two interceptions in this game and was just okay. okay. You have a uh, defensive tackle who didn't play. Uh, this is this is uh, an easy win for for Team Bo. I okay. feel like this game played out in a way as to make this like non-debatable. Okay, I I won't debate this. The Eagles' offensive line had a terrific night. Uh, now I do think AJ Brown and DeAndre Swift's performance should 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 help should help me there. The, I don't know. What, I don't know that DeAndre you have Reed Blankenship. Reed, against, Reed Blankenship played really well. We last should night. talk about Reed Blankenship. Yes. Yeah, you have a corner who didn't play, so we'll 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 point that out. I have a yeah, wide I guess receiver. That's true. I have a wide receiver and a defensive tackle who did not play. Uh, you really don't have much of an edge rush. I don't need it. Not with the best player on either team, Jalen Carter. Okay, so so Bo wins that. Um, I look forward fine. to getting back at it this week. Yeah, we'll yeah. see how it goes. Yeah, you'll you'll roll with Sam Howell again. Right. We'll see who has the first pick. Uh, let's. Uh, why, don't, why don't we talk a little bit about Reed Blankenship? Um, yes. Because he comes back from the rib injury, uh, makes that really nice play on the interception, also had a tackle for loss, uh, looked generally active. I, I guess we should actually just sort of reset on the injury picture. The Eagles lost Justin Evans yesterday in that game. Neck injury. Yeah. Uh, Sidney Brown left and did not return. And Dickerson left and did not return, although it sounds like he will be fine. Um, again, a lot of moving parts on defense. I think you got to give Sean Desai a lot, a lot of credit yes. for a defense that was probably expected to take a little bit more time to coalesce and that he's been thrown a lot of injury sort of wrinkles and they looked really good yesterday. You're absolutely right. And to, even those linebackers looked okay Yeah, like last to night. build on this, going into the season, the biggest question mark of this team was the defense. And in particular, they lost two linebackers, they lost two safeties, they lost Javon Hargrave. And and you have a new coordinator with a scheme adjustment. And so the Eagles come in here, and week one, they lose ostensibly their top linebacker. Okay. Week two, their top safety goes down. Yeah. Um, or actually, he went down week one and didn't play week right. two. Yeah. But he's, he, he's, he's back. They lose during week two their slot corner. Uh, in week three, their starting safety goes off the field on the first drive, right? So they have all these moving parts, like you said. Uh, they need to replace Javon Hargrave, who's been awesome in San Francisco, who was great last year with the Eagles. And they literally brought up their, their top linebacker now in terms of playing time from the practice squad. I know he's a veteran, but Nicholas Morrow uh, didn't make the team. Didn't have, he, he did not have a good summer. And they're getting by. It is a credit to Sean Desai. And the defense is ahead of the offense right now. And I wouldn't have expected that. Uh, I think you had a really good tweet last night that said, <laughs> yeah, Bo, that's, that's uh, at Bo underscore Wolf, W-U-L-F. Good for about two tweets yes. a game. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're not a, a prolific tweeter. Not a volume tweeter. Not a volume no. tweeter, yeah. I, I make up for the two of us in terms of volume. I agree with that. Yes. Um, it's a balance. Where you said that, that D tackles like the new wide receiver. On, on yeah, the then you can make a case it's the best position on the team. Sure. And that's the position where you go into the season and you're like, man, they got to replace Javon Hargrave. I uh, did not expect this at all. So, that, that they would lose Javon Hargrave and come out on the other side looking like they maybe have a better group of defensive tackles. It's wild. So uh, I, th I thought Nick Sirianni's answer last night, he was asked about the way the defense is playing. And he, he, his response was like fundamentals and toughness, right? And look, I get that, and that's a, that's a thing Nick preaches. But this is about more than fundamentals yeah, and toughness right yeah, now, yeah. right? Like, uh, first you know, off. We, you and I could have the same fundamentals and toughness as Jordan Davis and Jalen yeah. Carter, and that's not getting us anywhere. Yeah, this is uh, 
a defense that like, A, this is the organizational philosophy reigning through, is they're making it work with their front. They're okay losing guys in the middle of the field, in the middle, you know, at linebacker, at safety, even at slot corner, um, when they're going to win at the line of scrimmage, right? So number one, that, that, that jumps out. And when I was talking to guys in the locker room, like I, I asked James Bradbury about the way the defense played tonight, like, like what, what stood out to you? And he's like, our defensive line and Reed Blankenship. And I'm like, yeah, all right, very succinct yeah. answer. Yeah, he's like, Reed's the man with the plan. I feel like he and, he and Devontae are two of the most reliable narrators yes. in terms of like telling you what's actually going on. Yeah. Uh, Devontae is the one who gave Reed Blankenship the nod for who's going to have a big season in the summer, which I thought was interesting. And I, you know, I feel like those two guys have like a great sense of what's actually happening on the field. Well said. And... You know, Nicholas Morrow, when he talked about defense, he's like, yeah, those guys up front. And, like, they, it, it goes to your point where they know. Yeah. Um, everyone knows that this is the, the engine is the way the front's playing. And despite what I said earlier about Josh Sweat having a real good start to the season, this is not because of the edge guys. This is because of the guys in the interior. Um, and that goes to the previous segment where we spoke about Jalen Carter. But Sean Desai... He, he deserves a lot of credit here because he's been resilient in terms of the players they've lost. I think he's been creative. Uh, now, they haven't played great offenses yet, right? Sure. Last week is the only you know, good offense they've yeah. played so far. Uh, the Patriots, that's shown over three weeks. That's a bad offense. Okay? The Vikings are a weird offense. Yeah, but they can uh, throw the ball. They can throw the ball. That's true. Uh, and then, and then yesterday you were playing against two high-level wide receivers. You know, Mike Evans had some drops yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like that, that stat line and their points could have looked different if he hauls in, you know, two or, two or so of those three drops that he had. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think those were sort of yeah. secondary to what actually happened. And by the way, I don't think you're going to get, like, really challenged next week. And right. you're not going to get really challenged the week after that. Uh, It'll be an interesting game, though, I feel like, that, that Rams the, game. The Rams yeah. game. Yeah, but I, I think... Cup could be back. True. Right? That's true. But Miami's looming. <laughs> Miami's looming. Miami's looming. Yeah. And that's going to test you. Uh, yeah, so. I mean, you know, we'll, we, we, yeah. we'll have plenty of time we, to get there. We, but yeah, exactly. even James Bradbury in the slot, uh, like, it's going to be tough for him to be running with anybody. So um, I'm really... Uh, I, I think this, this, this defense can continue to build on this continue to get to get their sea legs underneath them. They've done this without really top production or even like middling production from Hassan Reddick. And you got to imagine that's going to Are you worried at all point. about that? I'm not um, because I, I saw last year it does come in waves. Yeah. Uh, and so I am, I am not. But he, he has not had that effect on the game quite yet. I think my only sort of lingering thing with, with Reddick is – if the thumb is to blame, then who's to say that the thumb's going to get any better if he's playing every week? You know what I mean? Like, well, thumb's heel. But not if he's not if he's playing every week. Like the thumb can get re-injured very easily. Like, sure, correct, yeah. I don't know. It's it's not like he's like. I mean, it's not like he's just not doing anything and just sitting there not twiddling his thumbs. It's not a chronic injury. <laughs> I mean, he still has the thumb. <laughs> the thumb is gonna the the, the bone heals. He had surgery. Right, I understand. Yeah. But or not the bone, the the um, tendon or ligament, whatever. Yeah. But he's still banging it around. True. True. Who's to say that it's not going to be a thing all season long? Who's to say it will? I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. I, like he hasn't done anything. He's got like one okay. tackle all year long. He's played okay. three games. Okay. All right. Let's let's. Uh, Hassan Reddick's built some equity in my mind. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um. It was interesting. It looked like on the TV copy that until Sidney Brown went down, they were willing to lean maybe even more heavily into that sort of heavy nickel package mm-hmm. with Sidney Brown playing over the slot and Bradbury on the outside than they were with Bradbury on the inside and Job on the outside uh, until Brown went down. I like that more. Uh, Do you? I would rather have Sidney Brown on the field than Josh Job. Interesting. Number one, I think he made a couple nice plays. I think Sydney James Brown. Bradbury's better in the slot. On the outside. Uh, oh, 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 I'm right. sorry. I think James Bradbury is better on the outside sure. than in the slot. Uh, I, I have no problem putting Bradbury in there based on the matchup or in, in, certain, you know, in certain situations. But I, I'd find ways to get Sidney Brown on, on the field. And We're already seeing Slade travel more this mm-hmm. year than we did last year. 
uh, because when Bradbury was in the slot, Slay was following yep. Mike Evans on both sides of the field. I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. As they should, because Job, look, Job's fine as, as, as a reserve. Sure. You don't want to put Job on an island. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fine. Um, the Goodrich thing was interesting that he was yeah. inactive. And like, Why is he on the team then? Well, exactly. Yeah. He shouldn't be on the team if he's going to be inactive um, in that case. I think that's probably the way that they were leaning. They would have made a move. Now we'll see if they have to put somebody on IR, but I would imagine that if they do need to make a move, he would be the next guy sure. off. Yeah. Sure. I mean, at some point, they're, they're going to need to put the punter on the 53, right? So. Like at some point, yeah. but not, not just yet. All right, let's talk, uh, let's talk FOCO, Zach. Want me to jump in here? Yeah, why not? Okay, yeah, because I was watching yesterday, and, uh, well, when I was, I was, A, watching in the press box, the pregame show, but then also when I was on with you, and I saw over Jamie's shoulder all these, all these great pieces of memorabilia. I thought you were going to talk about the book over your shoulder. And I, well, that too, but <laughs> FOCO specifically, because I, I, was, I was wondering where can you get these pieces of memorabilia? FOCO is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. It's the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. It's football and tailgating season. I was walking through some, some humid tailgates yesterday. Uh, and human or humid? Humid tailgates with humans there. Okay. Okay. Uh, and there were overalls. No one was wearing overalls, but if they wanted, they can get them at FOCO. Hoodies, hats, sunglasses, bags, everything you need for a game. FOCO has hooked PHLY up and provided awesome pieces for our sets. FOCO always has our back for Philly sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description for all non-presale items. Use the promo code PHLY for 10% off. All right, you know, before the show, every, we sort of do the scramble, like you like look up on the stats side, so what can I find out? What's an interesting thing that happened? I've got three here. You tell me which is okay. the most interesting. Okay. Uh, Sua Opeta, who had to play last night for the injured Landon Dickerson, mm. played about uh, 18 snaps. Were you a proud father? Uh, so uh, the Eagles are now, over the past two seasons, 3-0 and in games when Sua Opeta has to play at least 15 snaps. Is that interesting? No, nah, causation does not imply correlation. Or correlation does not imply causation. Okay, yes. I mean... The long lineage. We see what Reed Blankenship's doing. Let's, let's not undersell Sue Hope. You see what Swift's doing. You saw what Bradbury's doing. You saw what Hargrave's doing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this is like <laughs> you're, you're picking off of a different tree. Like, it's, it's not as impressive. <laughs> you're playing penny stocks. I'm, I'm playing blue chips. Yeah. I think it's more impressive to pick the penny stocks that turn into value than the ones that are just a little bit more valuable than you thought. I think it's more valuable to have a blue chip that... that I think that you make big. more money off the penny. It's, you're, I'm, I'm making much more of a return on my investment than you are. That's that. Go play at a blackjack table. At, uh, play a $5 table and play a $20 table and, and, see, and see where you make more money at the end of the night. No, that's not that's not the right comparison. Yeah, yeah. If the if, delta if between you, your the delta between what what you bought DeAndre Swift and James Bradbury and Javon Hargrave at versus what they turned out to be is not greater than the delta with which I bought Reed Blankenship at and what he is now. Oh, you're you're way off here. You're you're looking you're 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 betting on 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 winners here, right? Like. You're betting on blue chip stocks that. Yeah, that but go think up of all the way. money you've lost on Kyle Pitts and Isaiah Simmons. Hey, the Kyle Pitts, the Kyle Pitts story is not. Oh, yet, oh really? Okay? Oh, we're still hanging Pitts. on that. Yes, the Kyle. You go back tonight and you watch the All 22 of, <laughs> of that Falcons game. I am not going to do that. I promise see, you that I'm not going to do that. See how many times Kyle Pitts is open. I saw a clip on Twitter, and I'm oh, like, well, if you saw a clip on Twitter, yeah, then and it I'm must like, man, true. Kyle Pitts here. Yeah, uh, you get Kyle Pitts here. With Brian Johnson, his, his college offensive coordinator, and just see what could happen. Okay. Just telling you. Uh, next up, the, uh, the run defense for the Eagles. The uh, last two games for the Eagles, the two best performances since the start of last year in terms of defensive EPA per rush for the Eagles. So a better run defense over the past two games than they had at any point last season. Interesting or not? Yes, Interesting. Uh, now, they haven't played good running offenses yet, except the Patriots, but mildly interesting, more interesting than, than the Sua stat. Okay, and last one, uh, on offense, the lowest percentage of 11 personnel from yesterday that the Eagles have played since the start of last season. 
Since the start of last season. Since the start of last season. Uh, yeah, that is interesting. And actually, that's something I had in my notes. Going in, Leaned heavily on those early 12 in the and game. 13, yeah. Yeah, well, the 13 was the final drive. Was that nine-minute drive? Yes. Uh, so that skewed the stats. But early in the game, I was saying there's a lot of stole here. And they, they need to get Zacchaeus on the field to just spread it around to open things up. I thought it was a little boggy earlier did in you? the game. I did. Uh, that opening drive. I think they had a lot of success running the ball out of that. That 12 personnel. Yeah, but I, I thought to kind of unleash the passing game. And then... Oh, so all of a sudden the passing game matters now. All of a sudden it's always oh, matters. Okay. I mean, okay. um, if you're running the ball successfully at a 12, why do, we gotta, why do we have to open up the passing game? Yeah. That's what somebody else told me. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I think of those stats, the third stat is, is, is the most interesting one. Do you expect that uh, Quez Watkins will be back soon? Or can, are we going to see just as much of this uh, trusting of Jack Stoll moving forward? Well, I'm going to reframe your question. Has OZ pushed Quez Watkins? Mm. Uh, I think he's earned a little bit more of a share than he had in week one. Okay. The last time they were both healthy. I think that's probably fair. Yeah. Quez gives you more speed. Yeah. But Alamde, he, he made a really good adjustment on that route yesterday. I was impressed. Well, and it was interesting because he was the one who had sort of been called out, yeah. but not called out by yeah. Nick Sirianni for, for not causing like, the sack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, which was a tough, like, you know, Nick, Jalen can take it here. Yeah. We don't need to be, we don't need to be yeah. like burying yeah. Olamide Zacchaeus for one of his like t- twenty snaps. Nick but. does this thing now. He, he he did this the other day when talking about um, the teams that are struggling on the tush push. He's like, I don't need to mention them. You can look it up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, uh, all right, yeah, I like that. It does feel like the tush-push conversation has uh, come, come back around again. It's bit the shark, yeah. Bit the shark? Or jump the shark. Okay. Sorry. That was kind of like a dirt-of-the-earth type uh, situation. I've eaten shark before. Uh, you were there on Saturday um, for Sirianni's press conference. What did Nick say? Because I, I, I thought Nick was, was uh, I, th- I thought he was pretty good on, on the issue on Saturday. About the tush-push? Yes. Yeah, I mean, he said uh, everybody can do it. I, I do feel like the conversation's a little bit tired. I don't understand the uh, agita about it. It's, it's a play that everybody can run, and everybody tries, and, and they're not as good at it, so it's fine. Yeah, and I tried teeing you up there. Go ahead. I don't, yeah, do I, don't, I don't have the encyclopedic memory of what he said right in front of my face that you did of what you saw on video, so go ahead. <laughs> uh, Nick, said, uh, Nick said that... Uh, I remember his answer to my question about the Kelsey documentary. That's about it. Yeah, the other teams, you know, this is about the players. Like he said, the other teams have have tried. They haven't had success. They don't have Jason Kelsey and Landon Dickerson and Cam Juergens and then Jordan Mailata, and then he mentioned Lane Johnson. The tackles aren't as involved, but it's it's mainly those interior guys. Uh, And he's like, try to stop it, you know? Everyone can do it. Try to stop it. And it's true. And – I mean, you can question why. I thought so. Uh, real quick here, the, this, this, um, the Kenny Gainwell run in the first half, uh, everyone watching in the first quarter, the, the fourth down. The fourth, fourth down, down, yeah. Yeah, so on TV, they were calling it a fourth and two. Officially, you know, I, I, I wrote fourth and one because officially it was a fourth and one. Now it's a fourth and long one. But I think you can do the – I don't like I said on the show yesterday. I don't like calling it the tush push, the rugby scrum, the quarterback sneak. Why are you afraid of the tush? I'm not a. F- I was about to be a drop, and uh, I know I'm on two hours of sleep, but you cannot get me into saying something that you are going to splice up and put out there about. The we already have that. I mean, the back seat, okay. relative to the tush, I suppose. Uh, 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 <laughs> Is a big part of today's episode. We, we can talk about that another time, but it's, yeah. it, it feels like you're a little bit uh, leery of the behind. No, I, I, I just think we can, we can come up with a different name for it than the tush push. But there is not a lot of pushing of the tush going no, on. No, exactly. And I think it needs a little bit more tush. Yeah, so, so I would say that you can do it from a long one. Okay, you can do it from two yards. Like, like they, they, they but it's pick so up. imprecise. I feel uh, the, like the spotting of the ball is so imprecise. I feel like two yards is probably too far. You think on so? On a fourth down. You think so? Really? Yes. I mean, I think handing the ball off to Kenny Gainwell out of the yeah, shotgun I think they should have thrown the ball. Okay. 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 Now, the fact that you went into the backseat... <laughs> 
Oh, can we stop? Makes me think that you must have been doing some pant work as well, because otherwise yeah. you could just change your shirt in the front. Yeah, well, I wasn't wearing jeans on the plane. Okay. I was wearing joggers. And okay. Yeah, I was. So, that, that no, that's true. Yeah. Okay. I are you I like changed, like lying like, out? Are you? Uh, I don't know. I, like I, I didn't like, put much <laughs> thought into this. I, I I do it quickly so no one can see and and I'm not like I make sure. Yeah. Tinted I, windows. What do we got? Uh, they're, did they're you find? Windows. Did you find like a? Uh, did you park away from the fray? Yes. To get it done. Yes, that's why I went to a big parking lot. Uh, yes. A little bit creepier though, because now all of a sudden you're <laughs> solo parked in a big parking lot. Taking your clothes off. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not engaging in this. I, I wanted to look presentable for the show. I came straight from the airport. I think it's, I, I, would, I would rather do it kind of in, in, in my car than, the, uh, than a stall in the in Did the you airport. consider just wearing those clothes when you got up this morning after you got out of the so, shower? I think, and, and I'll have this conversation, um, I always feel dirty when I get off a plane, mm. right? I think that's fair. Yeah, so I... I but it's a... Well, how, how long is that flight? Two hours? 2.45, yeah, 2.30, okay. 2.45. But just in general, I, I, whenever I get off a plane, I typically go take a shower. Um, I couldn't take a shower here because I came straight here. But you did but shower before the plane when you woke up this morning. Of course. Okay. Yes, yes of course. So I, 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 wanted, I wanted fresh clothes to be, I mean, this is a visual medium. Mm. I thought that if I, if I came in in my travel attire, it wouldn't be the, uh, yeah, it wouldn't be conducive to the visual medium. Okay. I won't ask the follow-up that I want to ask. Uh, I'll, I will spare you. No, that. like I, I had a, I, I, I'll, I'll say this. I was in LA for a Kelsey story earlier this year. Flex. Uh, thank you. And... I went straight from the, uh, you know, I was dressed up in like, you know, I had a jacket and all that. And I went straight to the flight to the, to, to LAX and I had the change in the airport. Um, and uh, you know, it's, mm. it's, it's hard to like, you know, you, you got your suitcase there, you got, oh, yeah. there's, there's not a lot of space. You're you, you don't want to misplace, you know, it's you don't want any, pl- oh, yeah. you don't want any, any, like any, like skin, you know, like, you know, like when you take off your, your, your socks or whatever, you don't want to be touching the, the, the floor in there in any way. Right. So, and yeah. you, you, you can't really balance. So it's, it's like, what do you uh, mean you can't really balance? No, see, there's, there's not a lot of room to maneuver there. I, okay. I, I'd much rather this, this is like standing up on this, on the, I'd, the toilet? I'd much rather like, the backseat of my car than a stall in LAX. I'll put it that way. Yes, but those were not your choices today. <laughs> um, you were nowhere near LAX. <laughs> no, I was saying I, I could have done it in the yeah. airport. I, I, I could have done it in the airport. Yeah. Or I could have done it here. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't Maybe next time just do it live on the show. <laughs> Definitely not. And I don't appreciate this conversation as it is. <laughs> All right. Andy Reid's mustache says airport bathrooms are the worst. Thank you, Andy Reid's mustache. I appreciate it. Better than gas station bathrooms, I would say. Couldn't tell you. You've never been to a gas station bathroom in your life? Uh, I mean, like, like a, a Wawa or me? Sheets or, yeah, like that kind of, like a convenience store gas station, but not, not just like a general gas station bathroom. You've never yeah. been in a gas station bathroom? Um, I mean, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> You're almost 40 years old. You've never in your whole life been in a gas station bathroom as a traveling reporter who's, who's yeah. driving all around no, for stories? Yeah, typically you're going to like a, a Sheets or a place like, yeah, a, a, um, a Wawa, that type of place. 7-Eleven, yeah. Uh, this is, this is mind-boggling. All right. Let's <laughs> never in your life you never stepped in a regular gas station bathroom? All right. I probably have. I, 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 don't, I, I don't have a mental catalog of, of, of this. But, yeah, all those times I drove back. And, but, no. Like a little homework I, before. When we're, I drove back. And, so I'm trying to think. I mean, typically you're on the interstate. You, you, there's, like, uh, rest stops, right? Not, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, like, um, like, a dumb and dumber situation, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, never one of those types of, uh, of deals. Remember when Carson Wentz got locked in? I remember the in, story, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Carson Wentz got locked into a, 
And so that's why. It's in the South Jersey bathroom. Before the Eagles drafted Carson Wentz, you knew in your mind that was going to happen, and you thought, I can't, I can't no, let that happen I, to me? <laughs> All right, we'll be back on on Thursday. We'll be back on Thursday. <laughs> we are better. off tomorrow. Uh, so we will be back on Thursday at 1130 and then closing uh, the week on Friday afternoon, I believe at 230. But on Thursday, we will have Brian Baldinger to talk to us. We're going to talk a little bit more about uh, what the All-22 has told us. We will have injury reports and updates from Nick Sirianni. I believe we'll have another draft of rosters ahead of Sunday's game. Looking for your boy to go 2-0. And we've got a lot to do before then. Most importantly, Zach needs to get some sleep, change it to another pair of fresh clothes, and, uh, you know, hit the ground running as, a, as the dynamic reporter that he is. So for Zach and Bree and Chris and Martin Kratt, we thank you for watching. We will talk to you on Thursday. And as always, we love you. Mm -hmm. 